Vanessa Laga. Real grace can only exist in real reality. The more stories I engage myself with, the more I understand people that aren't like me. Maybe we should look at for the hello. We can look. You can look at them. Sure. And I'll look at them. All right. They're the same people. Hey everyone. My name is Jordan. My name is Mason. And this is Mythologa. So this is a, you could call it a podcast, but we're not calling it a podcast. It's more, we want to keep it with the wording as show because you can see ourselves. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, it sounds more exciting. Hopefully we get more viewers. I think so. It's going to be big. (laughs) Indoor plumbing like. But the first question people probably have is what the word mythologos even means. True. So that one's on you. True. So mythologos, it's a Greek word which roughly means storyteller. And so the idea was that one, I think it just kind of sounds cool, but the heart of this show, which we'll kind of dive into more, uh, has the meaning within the word so you have like myth which means like story and you have logos Mm -hmm. which is like word so it's like these words that are telling stories but for us as christians or those that know the gospel or the bible uh, like in the gospel of john jesus is described as the word or the living word and so for us we thought it was cool that it's the title of our show itself has the word hidden within the title Mm -hmm. and what we wanted to do as part of this is we're helping kind of coax out that word if you will in all of the the different media that we're going to be exploring yep and unfortunately there is another youtuber who is named (laughs) mythologa so he i mean he hasn't (laughs) posted in over a year so i think we're in the clear but i think on youtube at least we're gonna be our username will be mythologos show yeah but as you guys heard in the intro theme it's without the show at the end officially but uh it was the best name that we came up with do you wanna do you guys wanna know some other ones we came up with? <laughs> Probably not. Most of these are Jordan. I no. take no credit. Right. There's the man in the monca mon <laughs> That was mine. The man in the moncast. <laughs> the the moncast. Which we'll explain the what that grab. means when we talk about <laughs> our friendship. Man in the moncast. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, That's not man it. in the mon. Faith in the game. Ooh. Sounds like a like a football like, yeah. like sports. Sounds type. like I'd have to watch it if I had a substitute teacher come in. And, and then there's it. the classic designers design. That in was my favorite. I know these are lame. Designers <laughs> design was my favorite bench name. Yeah, but I think Mythologos will be good for us. I concur. Um. So yeah, basically, I mean, the concept of concept of the word. Uh. Uh is kind of the basis of what this show is. Right. And in terms of how that kind of applies specifically to what we'll be talking about, mm-hmm. it's kind of, there's three, we came up with three C's. They're a little cheesy. I don't know. Cheesy if C's. This, this is an official 
we're not going to use that as like an official tagline or anything. I mean, we're basically making it official by right. <laughs> saying it right now. But so. I'm not going to, it won't be in the branding. It's going to be on the brochures probably. But, um, so I mean, we're basically going to be talking about our favorite media. Most of these we've experienced, either we kind of first, our first experience was together. Yeah. Uh, some of them is like I'm or at least showing most you. of the ones on here were that I've experienced. We it was when we did it together. Yeah, except for most of the video games. And I don't think our tastes are like a hundred percent the same, but these are all kind of things that overlap for us. Yeah, and so, but it's not just like a recap show or like a show that's just being analytical about the different media. It's for us, there's kind of three components, the three C's. Ooh, tell them those C's. Um, we've got craft with a K. Mac and cheese. <laughs> Not a C. More cheese, please. Um, because I think that's like, for me, that's like the first kind of barrier or hurdle, I guess, to like mm. whether or not I'm going to like invest my time into some kind of story. It's do you like, know, how do you normally like get to that? Is it like from a trailer that you happen to stumble upon, or you like a like a comp- like if I see a twenty four on something, sure. I'm that. like, I mean trailers. That's like a no go for me. Trailers usually, are tough. It's usually usually like for movies or shows. It's like who's involved and right, like right. What the premise is at least like how snobby you can feel when you tell right. your friends that who oh, did you know that. Damon Lindelof. Wes Anderson. Right. I mean, that's like a a good like tip off as to whether or not something might be interesting. To the ladies. <laughs> My lady. My show. Good, good thing My if you have ups. video, they're going to think we're... Well, continue. That's another a side note. There, this will be available on, you know, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify My and whatever. Space. But... And MySpace. <laughs> this is primarily a video show, I would say, just because in the editing, there'll probably be stuff that comes up where I go, True. and you guys don't, True. you guys won't Just use your that. mind's eye. Use your Lord's eye. I would say, yeah, YouTube is like the primary way of experiencing this show. Mm. Back, and here's another thing. We have a lot of, we're going to have a lot of these kind of uh, rabbit trails because that's how we interact with each other. True. But with, craft in general mac and cheese for mm. me like i was saying like if something isn't like well crafted yeah. on like a technical and like artistic level then i'm automatically not as interested right as i would be right and i'm like not able to access what the meaning and purpose of the story is mm. so that's why like that's still a big part of what we're going to talk about because right. that's what's drawing us into a lot of these stories yeah um, but the second component is Christ alone. Number two, though. Corn. How many saves? He's uh, not number one in this case. But, you know, second's best. Uh, well, I guess when you, that's like a, Christ in itself is like a big word. <laughs> so I don't know. I want to ask you what you, coffee. what that means to you, I guess, in regards to this show. <laughs> Well, I think when we started talking about wanting to even like put this together yeah. and the and the heart behind it was 
we would go and like watch these movies or we would play the games by ourselves and like talk about it or we would watch a show whether it was together or like heard about a show or saw things about it and I think because of who we are we naturally we've had interesting like faith journeys within ourselves and especially kind of this reconstruction phase out of our college years yeah and I think for us the way that we, at least, well, I'm, I'll speak for me, but I feel like I can, this crosses over for you too. For you. I'll speak for me. I, I feel like I sadly lost like a way to find deep emotional meaning and therefore connection to Jesus in mm. a lot of the artistic things that I was involved in because I wasn't always able to like express myself being yeah. my background, <clears throat> mainly artistic outlet as a drummer or playing drums for like chapel or worship settings or different things. I would normally kind of have to just do what I'm told and I play it and it's usually not like Far on the, floor. the most, the most e expressive I could be, but for the sake of like making it as good as it could be for a congregation or the situation sure. that you're in right but so I, I i yearned for like ways that i could feel connection of not only deep love of craft but like finding jesus within those things and when i yeah. started to allow myself to like ponder that because i grew up in an idea where it's like oh you're only supposed to like watch christian shows or listen to christian music and yeah and like that was fine but it, I think it subconsciously made me think that I couldn't find Christ in anything that wasn't labeled as initially like Christian, you know? Yeah. So like when I watch a show like that's really out there or R rated or whatever, my first thought is like, how could this could be have Christian ideas or how could this, you know, leave it's me like your gut kind of instinct. Right. And I think that for me, once I realized and not allowed myself to, take in these shows or different things in these stories for what they were i was actually finding much more like deeply profound images or expressions of jesus and my faith and yeah what the bible is trying to say yeah and so that was something that i cared a lot about and i was like man i wish people could see these things too because i feel like they're missing out on a lot of like really great or profound things that I think have Christian ideas or faith foundation within biblical narratives. Yeah. And so and I think wanted that, to coax for, that out. for you, I mean, w this is going out of order of my notes, which is a sin. Sin. <laughs> That's the fifth C. Shows up on the camera. Uh, the fourth C. When Secrecy. I think for you, that's like a big one of the main reasons why you wanted to do this show in the first place is yeah. making kind of like a bridge for people where there's usually that the barrier for a lot of Christians at least is like the graphicness mm -hmm. of the content. Right. And that's how it was for me growing up. I th we'll probably talk more about ourselves as we go on in this episode. True. But yeah, I think that christians and you know religious people or just even more conservatively bent people yeah. miss out on a lot of meaningful storytelling because 
of that barrier. And that's like a hard thing. It's kind of an individual thing that you have to overcome if you feel like it's worthwhile. Right. But we're here to try to convince you guys. True. By going into the stove. Convince. (laughs) Seven, six, eight. There's a lot of C's. Seven C's. So, but in terms of me, when I, the, I guess, uh, Christ connection to this show is like you said, like we've both gone through our own kind of D and reconstruction journeys. Yeah. I think for me, like I don't want to just speak to Christians. Yeah. uh, In this capacity. Yeah. But I do feel like in, because of how I grew up and like, kind of just the way that I'm uh, naturally oriented. Right. I see a lot of like Christian or Christ concepts in the stories that I consume. Yeah. And not only that, but like to be even more expansive, it's like a lot of the things that we're going to talk about are things that I feel can like actually shape a person. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, that's what I think Christ in the Bible you know, that's the whole thing. Right. And I feel like these shows are adding to that whole yeah. trajectory, I guess. Yeah. And so for me, the Christ aspect of this show is like not only like specifically things in the show that might have Christian value. Sure. But also things that shape people. Yeah. And I think things that inform us about each other as like human beings, but also right. like what we think of God and yeah. society. Like that's all kind of connected. Yeah. So for me, basically the point is like what the thing, and I've told you this before, like the thing I hate the most is when someone watches something like a great, meaningful, impactful show or or movie. Yeah. And they're like, man, that was, that was a good show. (laughs) And that's like, that's all the extent of their, how it impacts them. Mm -hmm. And I always want to be like, it's, it's a lot more than that. Like there's a lot more going on and like, I don't know. There's a few things that I've, few different types of media that I've experienced that I feel like have shaped me into who I am. Yeah. And I want people to know that that's like when people, at least from a creator perspective, yeah. that's what they're hoping for a lot of times. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, I feel like there's a lot in that. And I'm sure these themes and ideas are going to be consistent throughout. Uh, and I think they're. I think that's what's going to kind of be pushing this whole show forward of a motivation, which we'll kind of get more into that more. But like, I feel the same way. You know, yeah. you you happen to meet someone or you talk to a friend that has seen the same show or movie or played a game that meant a lot to you. Yeah. And it it meant a lot to you, not just because it was like fun or something or entertaining, sure. but like you're saying, it 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 shaped the way you think or reorganized priorities yeah. or reshift like shifted paradigms or things like that, and or or purely like wholesomely just made you feel like the love of Jesus like closer to you mm-hmm. or like like more real to you because yeah. of like somehow you a shared experience living through someone telling you a story or experience yeah and i think like i don't know what it is that is making a lot of people miss that i don't know if it's our culture i don't know if it's maybe some whether it's a 
a bend of Christianity, whether it's more maybe those that grew up in certain either conservative cultures or, mm-hmm. or just cultures that didn't allow for a bridge or, or even the idea that you could even step into like that world, yeah, you know, and like experience what that has to say or offer because of a, you know, of a letter that's on the rating sure. of a game or the letter of a rating for a movie. It's like, oh, that's R. You can't see it. I don't care how good or bad it is or whatever. Here's a know? little inside dirt for you guys. I might get in trouble for this. Dirt Starting it out right. But I write for a music review, a Christian music review website. Ooh, and with the, <laughs> the actual policy is like, we will not review R-rated movies because we do mm. review movies. Mm. And... There's a little bit more nuance to that, mm. obviously, I think, in the way that that policy came about. But when you make a stance like that, where it's like yeah. anything that has this label is done. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Like then I think you, in a lot of ways, you, you aren't as like, you can't be as equipped of a Christ follower. Yeah. Because a lot of what happens in, like, when you go beyond those labels is like greater empathy develops for people. Oh, yeah understanding how who people are and stuff yeah. like that so that always uh, yeah i mean we're on yeah. the same page there i think on i feel like how that goes. a thing with that to tie that and maybe a more like sentence that has stuck with me i forget how i heard about it but it's just like you know real real grace can only exist in real reality you know yeah and it's like if you try to pretend that your world is not your home or it's like a you're just trying to sugarcoat things or or to almost defense mechanism by just praying harder about it yeah. i think it allows in my opinion it allows a shallow view of not only your own faith but in the god that you claim to love or serve or sure. worship the last c Ooh. i think maybe i'll in the edit i'll do like a c counter because there's been there's a lot of c's more than three but yeah like basically our personal connection with these stories is going to be a big part of yeah and that's obvious from what we've said already like a lot of these stories are things that we've experienced together so Mm -hmm. like it's changed our friendship yeah some of them are like things that i experienced and they change me and then i'm like jordan you gotta watch this and then i want to listen to the same song 20 times (laughs) sorry ben sorry (laughs) sorry other friends But um, I think that's uh, where we're going to go next, our friendship. Because I think people, if people don't like us as friends, they won't True. like us as this is all. This is all fake. We paid each other to True. pretend to be He's friends. He's the talent. I came in as the talent. He might be replaced. True. But our friendship. With that, wow. I this is a this is a friend plug. Ooh, friend plug. The best kind of plug. <laughs> uh, Mason Rodolf. friends. <laughs> Have you ever thought about plugging your own friends? Well, I've got the plug for you. Mason wrote a book because he's an amazing writer, and I'm still reading it. That's how great of a friend I am. <laughs> but 
I recently re I I read it like initially when I heard about it and it like meant a lot to me. But then I like recently like read it again and it like meant a lot to me. And what I want to share as like a preface to like this whole friendship thing was what Mason wrote Ooh. as an acknowledgement. And he didn't know that I was going to do this. True. But I wanted to read what Mason said about me because it made me cry the other day. So, in these acknowledgments, he said, Jordan, our conversations are always aimless, yet purposeful. And it is your existence that proves to me that there will always be someone who wants to hear what I have to say. And not only do I think that's just really beautiful but i i think that really well hits on to kind of the essence of our friendship and mm-hmm. because we we first initially like met or knew that we existed speaking of existence on from grinder actually Grindr, all access pre- premium grinder. <laughs> i sent them a friend plug <laughs> Send me a friend plug on Grinder. We'll put your at. But um, through Apu, yeah, our college, and I think it was a. We're both was a, music majors. Yes, I think it was a piano proficiency that I first knew you existed. Yeah, Fet. That's how I knew you existed. True, and you made your presence known. But we didn't really like hang out or anything like that but then there was our conducting class oh yeah that is that the, the next scene <laughs> and we kind of like we knew like i don't even remember how it like kind of started happening where we were talking or hanging out but like we just started talking and i was like oh let's hang out and we would try to like hang out when we could but then in 2017 i was looking for a place to live and i posted like a thing on facebook saying like hey anyone kind of place to live and you replied and we ended up being roommates for a year and that that's what kind of really like launched yeah our deeper friendship but i think not just as like an origin but like what has led you to say something like that about our friendship i think it's you're one of the few people that i feel like i can literally say anything Mm. to and like it's not just that I I won't feel negatively judged by you, but it's it's actually more. I care about what you have to say and how you're gonna react and how I think you're really wise and I really appreciate and like want to know what you would think about an idea or a topic or a subject or just like allowing yeah. me to be weird ass, whatever. Yeah. And feed off of that, and so I I appreciate. <laughs> That, but also we have a lot of similar like shared loves, like different arts and video games and yeah. sports or whatever. And right. so all of that kind of meshed together. But we also grew, I think, parallel of yeah. who we are as people in close proximity from being roommates, but then also staying really close after that. So. Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's a rare thing for me in my life because I think I work best because I'm an introvert and... I just am not very confident in like group settings. Mm. I work best when like there's a proximity effect 
It's an audio term for you guys. Learn it. Be on the quiz. Um, probably peaked there. But yeah, I work best when there's like a, a reason for me to be around someone. So like I've... <laughs> it's no, proximity. I get you. It's just funny hearing that. But like that's... Like we were friends, like you said, like casual friends. Right. Just having casual things together. Friends. In class. Class. Uh, Casual. Where it was like, uh, I mean, we enjoyed each other's presence in class. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we hadn't, if you hadn't moved in with us, then I don't know that we would become as close as we've become. Um, True. Because, yeah, like I get, I get to know someone well when I'm like around them a lot and like it's, we have a lot of one-on-one time. Yeah. And so when basically we only lived with each other like a year yeah, like I came in in July of 2017, and yeah. then you—it was less than a year because yeah. you moved out. I think at the end of June, yeah, 2018. Yeah, probably like May or June time. But in that time, like there was well, I think you were going through some things. I feel like I've always been going through some. <laughs> we'll, if we want to, we'll have some personal story time in a yeah. few minutes. But I think. You were going through things, and like I was like in a transition period myself. Yeah. I mean, we both graduate. Like, yeah, we were graduating at that time, so yeah. it's like it's natural for that yeah. to happen. But we had so many common interests, and like yeah. we saw things similarly in a way that I don't think I had seen as similar with another person before. Mm. But yeah, if we want, if there's any, if you want to kind of maybe talk about anything personally, like your journey with faith or stories or anything that maybe will give our new friends some uh, context. So I think for me, we've shared a lot about our, our connection and relationship of, and how that kind of spurred of why we wanted to make this. But I think the cool thing that I'm excited about in terms of why I think people will enjoy or hopefully will want to continue like watching the show is my background. I, so I was, I did my undergraduate in music. Okay. It's always a long thing. It's music and worship with yeah. a concentration in Christian ministries, emphasis <laughs> in drum set. So it was a music degree, but the branch of the music degree was music and worship. But then it changed to where in the music and worship major you could have a concentration and there was like 12 different concentration 12 different concentrations and so i did christian ministries so i had like some theology and bible and ministry classes that i did yeah. on top of all of that um but so for me that kind of obviously music was the main part of that training and learning but it I was able to take some really awesome classes. I think one of the most relevant classes to this show that I took during that was a class called uh, Communicating the Gospel Through Film. Mm -hmm. And that was with one of my favorite professors, Michael Bruner at APU. And he's awesome. And that class was awesome. And we basically just like watched a bunch of different movies and like had really deep discussions about them. Kind of what I hope parts of that class can be like this show. And it was, for me, it really unlocked not just base 
what did the story have of a theological idea or something but like started getting to the details that i didn't know because i'm not a film major but like i had friends that were and i would talk with them and learn things about like framing and cinematography and like lighting and like even how music more and closely can relate to like ideas of themes and score and all of that but just like the film side of things started to pop out to me and and when i learned more about those things it helped me understand what they were maybe trying to say in the story and it made it more impactful for me but then also what i have more training in is for a time i had seminary uh school that i did online uh i was doing it through portland seminary uh online and i paused from that right now i'm still in this season of when i might pick that up again but so I had some seminary background of Bible and like biblical interpretation and different things like that. So I kind of am using that background as well to try to hopefully bring some insight into these different things. But then also just personally, my own biggest, I think the thing I know most about, which is because it's the most lived experience, is my mental health issues that I have gone through and experienced because I have major depressive disorder Mm -hmm. and that was something that I went through and it was really bad in um, 2018 going into 2019 Yeah, and that's a whole other long story but you know I think it is important to mention that the darkest part of that was that I had actually attempted suicide Mm -hmm. and that was a really scary and dark place for me you you know weird way like you were kind of like close witness or or like part of seeing a lot of that yeah hardship that i went through and i think that strengthened well i know it strengthened our friendship more because yeah. of it um but i was able to like meet with a psychiatrist afterwards a really great psychiatrist and she really helped me and worked with me through that and i was i took medication for a time but then i i kind of Along with that and other coping mechanisms, uh, was able to get to a kind of a better place where I didn't need the medication. And so I stopped taking the medication and my psychiatrist was like, yeah, if you feel like you can be in an okay place without it, then you don't need to take it. So I haven't taken medication for that since like January of 2020 and, um, and learned different things like that. But that, you know, anyone that has depression or anxiety or things like that, they know that it never just like goes away. It's not like, sure, you know, a bone that can completely heal again or something. Yeah, it's something that you hopefully you train yourself and you practice uh, how to cope with it and finding little things or bigger things that you put into your routine or practice to help you stay more proactively fighting against it even beginning to happen instead of a more reactionary so my mental health background and things like that i really care a lot about that and so i bring that up because a lot of these stories and shows that we are going to dive into have a lot of that and so there's been characters that i've felt deeply connected to or that Mm -hmm. spoke to me in a personal way because of my background with that And that might be slightly different from your experience. Not that you don't value it or whatever, but like I experienced certain things. So like, so I think for me and for the viewers, uh, I think those are probably where I land most of what 
things you'll hear from me or can expect from me yeah. in terms of my like kind of personal connection with it. But yeah, that's a pretty good summary, Jordan style. True. Um, what about you? I think. I think for me, like in terms of just where I've gone through in terms of story, there's not a lot of like specific moments in life where it's like, I want to pursue storytelling or whatever, but I've, I've kind of just always been like creatively oriented. Yeah. Um, and it's always been like kind of accidental, I guess, in a way. I mean, you wrote a novel. (laughs) That's a big thing. (laughs) I did that on accident. Yeah, right. But I mean, like, I started playing music, like, kind of accidentally, Accidentally. where, like, I was, like, a new kid in eighth grade, and then standing in line at, like, orientation, and then I saw this big lady, sorry, Mrs. Stokes, (laughs) who was yelling out, like, to sign up for orchestra. So you like? (laughs) (laughs) The final scene. Uh... She was just yelling out to like sign up for orchestra, and I was like with my dad in line, and we're just like, sure. And then so I started playing violin, and then I did guitar. Started playing guitar when uh, my dad started his church. Uh, Capital C. And I became like the worship leader after playing learning guitar, and then went to APU because I was like, I don't know what else to do, but I'll do music. True. And then I pursued audio because i like took an intro to music tech class that i loved and then (laughs) i'll be right back well i guess i can't really it's probably fine i pursued audio um because i yeah i just took a music tech class that i liked and i wasn't still not sure like what i wanted to do with my life yeah but I don't even know, like, I, I still use a lot of audio concepts in, like, my work and stuff, right. but it's not like I'm, like, a mixing boy anymore. Ooh, mix that ass. Maybe every now and then. But now, yeah, like, writing is another aspect where it's, like, yeah. I just feel like there's a lot of things you can do in life, <laughs> and to me, the most interesting things, aside from, like, doing a job that's, like, actively... Helping humanity, which is a good thing. I guess so. <laughs> like, you know, like this is kind of a roundabout way of doing that, like mm. exploring the stories that have yeah. the potential to shape us. And so like, that's kind of just what I'm always bent towards. Yeah. Um, and for me, I guess like the bottom line is like, I feel like the through line through all these stories is like, they help you build empathy for people. Yeah. Because yeah. even if you don't agree with like the philosophy that's presented, mm-hmm. it's usually or even like the interpretation sure. that one might have. Like something. the craft of the story gets you to at least like recognize and understand yeah. what the person who made it is trying to say. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I feel like I feel like me personally, I, I have a low, fairly low sense of empathy. <laughs> uh and so Maybe it's just because I hang out with you all the time and I have high empathy. Yeah. It's more natural for me. I mean, I think... I don't know. I When I hear, like, a lot of, like, the problems people have or, like, just things that people are going through, like, a lot of times my first reaction is not to be, like, like sorry for them or try to help them. Like, my first reaction is, like, 
well, here's like the logical solution or right. like, just get over it. Like right. there's all these things that come up in my mind first. Hmm. And I think that the more stories I engage myself with, the more I understand people that aren't hmm. like me, hmm. even to the point we're not going to talk about any reality shows. I don't think, Nope, there goes reality. but I've watched like reality shows of people that I would naturally think are like despicable human beings. <laughs> and like, I, I understand them more after mm. seeing what they mm. experience, even if it's filtered Gosh. through whatever Gosh. reality Gosh. bullshit. Gosh. Gosh. We've got a a few, we've only got a few more minutes here, how? so there's a few just kind of like, um, I guess, housekeeping type stuff we want to mention before we sign off. True. Um. Yes, we will be talking about graphic content. We've kind of explained why we think that that's valuable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, not only are the shows we watch graphic, but like we're going to say stuff probably. We'll probably censor a good amount, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Just be ready. It's if an If you want to show. subscribe to our premium, we'll censor whatever you want us to our say. Our Patreon. <laughs> but uh, another small thing is like, it's kind of tough, the whole like <clears throat> idea of spoilers. Yeah. Because there's some shows where like the plot is inherent to the like discussing it. Right. But there are some things like the next thing, the very first thing we'll talk about mm-hmm. is a movie called Swiss Army Man. <laughs> and that's like a a very interesting movie. It's kind of an True. oddball movie, but like we don't necessarily have to go deep into the plot in order to talk about what right. we want to talk about. So right. that's not going to be, there's not going to be like essential plot things that are yeah. uh, explored. It'll be kind of a case by case basis. Um, but uh, yeah, I, the only other thing I wanted to mention before we sign off is we do have an email. If you guys want to reach out uh, to mythologos show at gmail.com. I'm sure it'll probably, there it is. See how I did that? It's right here. This is my first virtual grab hold. It's away. Um, but yeah, so we got the email. That's probably the best way to reach us because I think we're gonna be sharing clips and stuff on like our own personal socials. And I well, I I want to do a TikTok because I think we can get some rest in peace, nice Gen Zs <laughs> in our grass. The young ones. Um. But that's the best way to reach out to us. Yeah. Other than that, all we have to do is say our signature Ooh. catchphrase. Which is <laughs> Mythologos. Mythologos. Logging, Logging off. off. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs>